This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Welcome to Dafa Shavua, the last Amud of the first parak of Yivamas. Remember I learned this in high school in 11th grade. I remember uh, this page. Um... So the Gemara said as follows: Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Asi, Anoyved Koychavim, who does kedushin b'zmanazeh. We are concerned for his kedushin. We are we're concerned that maybe this man comes from the Asar Sashvatim. Rashi explains, maybe one of the Asar Sashvatim married a non-Jewish woman. And this opinion holds that a guy who bore a child from a Jewish man, the Vlad is a mamzer. Now usually, normative halacha is that when a non-Jewish woman marries a Jewish man, the children are goyim. And they're actually kesherim, goyim kesherim, because they could convert. However, this opinion holds that if a Gentile man marries a Jewish woman, we're afraid that this Gentile man is really a Jew. Why is that? Maybe his mother was not Jewish, and his father was from the Aser Hashvatim. And this opinion holds that Yisrael, um, that Oyvedas Kechavim, Sheyoldam Yisrael, the Vlad is a Mamzer, and Rechoshesh, for the Kedushin of a Mamzer. Now why did Rashi have to say that? Why don't we suspect that his mother was from the Asaras Hashvatim and the father was a guy. And in that case, he'll surely be Jewish. Because as we're going to see, the women of the Asaras Hashvatim did not bear children. The women of the Asaras Hashvatim did not bear children. They're, they, Because of the travails of the Gullus, their wombs were uh, cut. And therefore, the only possibility here is that the father was Jewish, the mother was a guy, and this opinion holds that... Um, Yisrael Shanasu Avadas Kecham the child is a mamzer so the Gemara asks I but it's a miut no B'makayim um, Hakviyos which Rashi explains called Kavua Kamechsa and Toysus explains no in their Makam of Kviyos they in fact are the Rav they in fact are the Rav now the Gemara continues um, where were the Asar Sashvatim positioned? Where did they go? The Amar Rabbi Ava Bar Kahana, Vayinochem, and they were led, Bechalach, Ubechavor, Nahar Goizen, Vaore Madai, Chalach, Zachilazoin, that's the river of Chilazoin, Vechavor, Zu Chadayav. This is Chadayav. Where that is, it's uh, an interesting place that I've never been to. Nahar Goizen, Zu Ginzik. Hamadan, that's a city in uh, Iran. And it's outskirts. And some say Nihar Some say it's Nihar and it's outskirts. These are the names of them. All of these various cities, the residents are assumed to be Pasal. Now, what are we concerned of? So, if uh, I was Rashi, or if you were Rashi, then uh, 
Lechayra, we would have said what we're concerned is, as Rashi said earlier, that the father was Jewish, the mother was not Jewish, and because of that, perhaps the child will be psulim, right? Because uh, there's an opinion if the father is Jewish and the mother is not Jewish, the children will be mamzerim, as Rashi said before. However, Rashi here does not say that. L'psul ruban mamzerim, they're mostly mamzerim, shenitmu'u asars hashvatim, Jewish men married non-Jewish women, right? And their children, their children are Jewish. Now, why are the children Jewish? We just said before, um, they're mamzerim. So apparently Rashi is explaining, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds that they're not mamzerim. So what's the issue? Uvnehem. Here, so the in the Masoris Hashas, he changes the girsa. This is very important. He says, The girls are Jewish women from their daughters of the Sashvatim, and they got mixed in with Goyim. So now it's a Gentile father and a Jewish mother. Now what would the product be? The product will be Jewish. Uvneyem harein ki Yisraelim. I, what, why is there mamzerus? V'noyeg bohen is mamzerus. And we are we treat them as if they're mamzerim. The reason why there's mamzerus there is because there was incestuous relationships taking place. Now this is different than Rashi said before. Beforehand, Rashi said that the we're talking about a gentile man, and we're worried this gentile man is a mamzer. Why is he a mamzer? Because his mother was a guy, and that was assuming Rav Asi is of the opinion that if the mother is a guy and the father is a Jew, the child is a mamzer. But Rashi doesn't want to say that for Rabbi Yochanan, because as we're going to see, Rabbi Yochanan's personal opinion is that if the mother is Jewish, the child is a Jew. And if the mother is a Gentile, the child is not a mamzer. I mean, Rashi before said the chashash is that the mother was not Jewish, and the father was Jewish, and now this kid is a mamzer. But Rabbi Yochanan would not hold that. So Rabbi ya- Rashi is explaining Rabbi Yochanan, the chashash is the mother was Jewish, the father was a guy, the children are Jewish, but there was a, they married Arayos, and that's what produced mamzer. Okay. Now Rabbi Yehuda was the one who reported this in the name of Asi, and he said it to Shmuel. No, excuse me. Rav Yehuda was the one who said this over in the name of Ravasi. Now, Rav Yehuda used to be a student of Ravasi, but then he became a student of Shmuel. Kiamrita kamei Shmuel. When I said it in front of Shmuel, Shmuel told me that Ravasi was wrong. Shmuel said, Amarlei bincha haba min ha-Yisraelis
Let's read these words for now. Your daughter, your son, who comes from a Jewish woman, Kari Bincha, if, you're, if you have a grandson that comes, or you have a son that comes from a Jewish woman, he is your son, because it's matrilineal descent. But if his mother is a, is a guy, Kari Bincha, he's not your son, it's her son. And therefore... Why would you be worried if a man from the Aser Sashvatim comes and marries a Jewish woman? Why should we be choshesh for his Kedushin? What are you worried about? You're worried his mother was a non-Jew and the father was Jewish? But then, he's not a Jew because we follow the mother and the mother was not Jewish. But maybe his mother was Jewish and the father was a guy, and in that case, he was a mamzer? Ravina said, Ben Bitcha Habam and Oeved Kaychavim Karay Bincha. And in other words, maybe there's Banais. What about the fact there were Jewish girls that were captured and they married Goyim and they had children? And Ravina said that the son of your daughter that your daughter lived with a guy, is called your son, so he's Jewish. And therefore, we should be chayshesh for the Kedushin. In other words, this, it's possible that this guy who was a guy had a Jewish mother. After all, there were many women from the Asar Sashvatim that got mixed into uh, the general population. So in other words, very nice... Shmuel, Shmuel wanted to say, Ravasi is wrong, because if the mother is uh, a guy and the father is Jewish, then the child is not Jewish. So the question is, so, so maybe the mother was a Jew. So Gemara says, no, that's not a problem. Because, Gemiri, we have a tradition, the bin Sadahudara, the daughters of that generation, it's Taruye, it's Taru, it was ripped, their wombs were ripped. And therefore, um, they were not able to produce children. It starts with a lesson of splitting. Okay. Weiter. Ikeda Amri. There are those who say, Ki Amrita Kamida Shmuel. When I told Shmuel, Rabbi Huda is talking, about the Chshash of Ravasi. So, if the mother is a guy, there's no problem. If the mother was a Jew in the first version, we said it's not a problem because the Jewish women were not able to have children if they were from the Aser Sashvatim. But according to this version, this is actually an amazing version, and I would love to give a share on this if I could find anything on it. And listen to this. You know what Shmuel said? This is literally one of the most interesting things I've ever heard. Amarle loizazu misham, the Aser Sashvatim did not move from there. Until they rendered them goyim. Shenemar, like the pasuk says, Bashem bagadu. They were treacherous against Hashem. banim zaram yaladu, because they had foreign children. Herstamaisi, hear what's going on? The chashash was well. Maybe the mother was Jewish. No, the Asar hashatim are so far gone. That even though in general there's a rule, Yisrael, Afa, Pishachat, Yisrael, who, right, we know that there's nothing a Jew could do to 
remove himself from being a Jew. At least that's what I thought. And now we're learning, the rabbi said, Hey you, Asar Sashvatim, you're not Jewish anymore. I didn't know you could do that. I don't know how you do that. But they did it. What exactly is the process and the procedure of removing somebody's Jewishness? We know that you could convert to Judaism, but how do you remove Judaism? Well, uh, the Rabbanon did it. Who did they do it to? They Asar Sashvatim. In other words... The opinion of Shmuel is, if, if a Gentile marries a, a Jewish woman, we don't have to be worried that he comes from Asas HaShvatim, even, the, even though his mother may have been a Jewish woman from Asas HaShvatim, because the rabbis pronounced her a guy. They said, we hereby pronounce you a guy. I guess you could sell her, sell them chametz. You know, that you. in other words, could you sell chametz to a Jew who the rabbis made into a guy? Could he be a Shabbos guy? You know, you have a guy, uh, he comes with a certificate, he has a heksher. Maybe that's even better. You know, instead of using a guy, he doesn't have a heksher, he doesn't have a haskama. This guy comes, you say, how do, you know, who are you? He says, I have a haskama from, from, I don't know, from Chagai Anov, from Chaim Knievsky, that he's a legitimate guy. Yeah, but your mother was Jewish. Yeah, but the rabbis rendered me a guy. Yes. <laughs> Can you can you be Oliver Lufnaiver with with one of those people? Yeah, right. Uh, a very interesting concept. What happened to Ben Kachu Ben Kach Nekram Banim? It's a good thing I finished that that topic. You know. So they couldn't have been that they they um, mixed in until you know they had uh, deliberately over time. You know they they just intermarried until there was no Jewish people left. Isn't that possible? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I I saw recently in Parshas Kiseitze, it says by. You know, by the Mitzri, like Gam Dorasiri Lo Hashem, even the tenth generation. Like, why? What's special about the tenth generation? So he said, I saw some um, Rav Isaac Charif. He says like this: Once you get to the tenth generation. He's only one. Th- he's he's less than a thousandth Egyptian. So you would think the Egyptian Shabai is batel in a thousand. The Yushami holds a beria is batel be'elaf, and the Chiddush is no. He's still Asr. That's why he has to say Dara Siri. Because in the tenth generation, the percentage in terms of between parents, grandparents, great grandparents, great great grand. You know, in other words, he's he's less than a thousandth Mitzri. So is that the pshat over here? The their, their Jewishness and lineage is, is negligible. I mean, it sounds like even though the mother was Jewish, what's the process here? You know, it's very interesting to me. Okay. Did you see the yard scroll on it? Or? I can't... Uh, well, what uh, do they say? It, it says that there was through the Nevi'im that, uh, that there was a Zabascal that said that this is a one-time thing, that they're allowed to say that these people are not Jewish, and it says it was a, a one-time deal. Tairasha. It doesn't say in Russia, it says the general, the opinion is, is that this was a one-time decree that was applied to the exile ten, tri- ten tribes. I can't say in Russia, but that's... There's a baskal? It said a baskal? The words are that the, with the aid of the divine spirit. Uh, that, uh, that uh, so it's Baruch HaKodesh. So I have a question. Let's say a rabbi comes in and he says, Baruch HaKodesh, you see? Um, Tony, the Shabbos guy, 
It's a one-time thing. He's the next uh, Rav of the Shul, or he's the next Gadol Hadar, you know? Like, so, I mean, it's a special Hayrasha. What's the, uh, how do you make him Jewish? He's not a Ger, no Gerus, just, you know, what, what's that all about? It's the Rambam also. When he what? what the, the Rambam in, his, in the beginning of Mishnayis, when he says, what's a Novi, this goes against what Rambam says. If, it not, if the Navi tells you that you're that this is something comes from Shemayim, that it's not that you know that's the opposite from the Torah, you don't listen to them. So the truth is, how come they even listen to this Baskal? One second, I don't think it doesn't say Baskal. You said divine spirit. So that's Racha Kodesh, right? But so so the halacha is that um, if a Navi comes, can a, a Navi could say as a Hirasha to violate something in the Torah? So we don't listen to him. It's a big problem. That's the kasha on that shot. Okay, right. So what's the process over here? It's not ruach It's It's nevuah. And by the way, what's the nevuah? Bashem bagadu kibanim zarim yaladu. Where in that pasuk do you see anything about taking people who are Jewish and making them goyim? It just says they rebelled against God because they bore foreign children. I mean, why are they foreign? They're still Jews. I mean, the fact that the Navi calls them Zarim, that means the Navi is saying that they're Goyim. How do you do that? I don't understand. Let's say a Navi... Here like this. I'll, I'll, let's put it this way. I could hear a Navi coming and saying, this Pesach, Yid Chometz. But could a Navi come and say, you see this uh, cardboard? It's Matzah. It's a one-time thing. This is Matzah. I mean, a guy, you know, pal, this is not Matzah. So how does a Navi say... This guy is not Jewish. I mean, he's Jewish. I could tell you, you want to say, you know, it's one thing they could tell you to violate, but how do they say something that's against the reality? A Jew is a Jew. So they could say, no, he's not a Jew. We decided he's not a Jew. The mother's Jewish. Okay, anyway. Don't say an answer, because I'm not going to have anything to say on Sunday. Okay. Yosef Rabbi Yosef, Acharid Rav Kahana. Rabbi Yosef was sitting behind Rav Kahana. Yosef Rav Kahana, Kamed Rav Yudah. And Rav Kahana was sitting before Rabbi Huda. The Yosef and he was sitting and saying. I guess Rav Kahana was saying. Asidin you saw the Avdi Yamatavakiharvi Tarmoid. The Jewish people are destined to make a Yamtif when Tarmoid is destroyed. By the way, we actually gave a shear on this subject Hanukkah time because the Gemara says in Shabbos, until, do, until when do you light Chanukah Lecht? Until the regal of the Tarmadoi leaves the Shuk. It's interesting, right? This is Gemara in Shabbos. So these are the same Tarmudim. Aye, the Gemara says, Valcharev, but Tarmud is destroyed. So the Gemara says, Ahu Tamud, Tamud is destroyed. Ravashi Omar, Hainu Tarmud, Hainu Tamud. No, Tarmud and Tamud are the same. I, but it was destroyed. They, you know, they have a quick uh, rebound. They replicate. When they're destroyed on one side, they resituate the other. So they're never fully destroyed. Just when you think you got them, they regenerate on the other end. Yosef Rav Hamnuna Kamedu'ula. Rav Hamnuna was sitting before Rav Hamnuna. Yosef Rav Hamnuna Kamedu'ula. Rav Hamnuna was sitting before Ula, the Kahavi Bishmaita. And Rav Hamnuna was like challenging the Sugya. 
So Ula was impressed. Omar, ma gavro, ma gavro. What a guy, what a guy. He was impressed. Ula was impressed with Rav Hamnuna. But then Ula said, he loved the Harpanya Maase. If not for the fact that Harpanya was his city, he'd really be good stuff. So Ula sort of pointed out that uh, Rav Hamnuna came from a bad city and therefore of bad lineage and therefore nobody should marry his daughter. Why did he say that? It's, you know, it's a public service announcement. By the way, you know, this guy, he might be a big Talmachacham, but uh, stay away for Shaduchim. Ichsif, Rav Hamnuna got embarrassed. Amar so Rav Hamnuna said, Kesef, Gilgaltal, Hechiyavis. Who do you pay pa- taxes to? Amar he said, I pay taxes. Lefumnara, Amar Leh, Mkemi Pumnaraat. You belong to Pumnara, you're not from Harpanyo, so don't worry. You don't have bad lineage. Now, I don't understand. If he was making a public service announcement, that's because he was confident that he came from Harpamia. So if that's the case, what is the fact that he got embarrassed? Uh, how did that change things? I mean, uh, Ula knew that this would be embarrassing to uh, Rav Hamnuna, but he had no choice. So then if he had no choice, so why did he switch when he got embarrassed? The answer is, the Gemara says in Asar Yuchsin that people who are not meyuchas are azeipanim, they're brazen, and they're not baishanim. So when he saw he was a baishan, he realized that he may have good yichas, so he, he did another uh, check, and he, sa- and he saw Taka, he didn't come from Harpanya, he came from Pumnahara. My Harpanya, what exactly is the city of Harpanya? Amr Abzera Harsha Kol It's the mountain that anyone who can't find the Shidduch because they're of tainted lineage, they all turn there. All Psul and they can't find an Isha, turn there. If you don't know what family you come from, you don't know what tribe you come from, Nifna Lasham, they turn there. So the Gemara continues. Amarava, vihi amuka mishaal. Rava said, it's even deeper than the abyss. What does that mean, it's deeper than the abyss? That means it's, it's more problematic than Gehenim. Because even Gehenim one day will be corrected. But if you have tainted lineage, there's no way out. Shenemar, miyad sha'el eftem, I'll redeem you from the abyss. Mimavas agalma, I'll redeem you from Misa. But psulim, v'ilo psul detu, the psulim of harpanya, Less Luhutakanta, there's no remedy. Now, what exactly are is the Psul? Where does it come from? So Gemara says, Psule de Harpanya, Misham Psule de Mishain. The Psulim of Harpanya uh, are a result of the disqualified lineage of Mishon, which is Mishon is nearby, and the city of Mishon mingles with Harpanya. And in Asara Yulsin, Rashi cites, Mishon is uh, bad news regarding being puzzled. They're like dead regarding psulim. And where do the psulim of Mishon come from? And what's the issue with Tarmod? So the Gemara said before. Because of the Avdei Shloimai. That was the Sugya before. The slaves of, the rich slaves of Shloimai married in. Now, that was assuming that a guy who marries a Bas Yisrael, the child is a Mamzer. But we hold that a guy who marries a Bas Yisrael, the child is Kosher. 
So you would have to say, either this is like Rabasi, that Basi Yisrael, Hanivala La'akam, the Vlad Mamzer, or the Achorinim say, Karanoira, I remember seeing the, I mean, the Karanoira, what we did in, in Yeshiva, that uh, this is going, Lafi, what Rashi said on top of the page, that uh, there was a chashash of uh, marrying into Arayos in uh, that area. And the psula of Tarmoid uh, is because Avdei Shleimoid. This is what people say, a big measurement and a small measurement. It rolls down to the abyss and from the shoil it rolls down to tarmoid and from tarmoid it rolls down to mishon and from mishon it rolls down to the lowest place. Look at Rashi. Kava Rabba v'Kava Zuta Eifa Gedoyla v'Eifa Ketan A big measurement, a small measurement. Shneim Mu'uvasim. They're both disqualified. Kolaymer Kolapsum is Galgen v'Yardim L'Shal. All disqualifications roll down to the abyss, and from there to Tarmoid, which means that the Shoel is in better shape. Gehenim is better off than Tarmoid. And the reason why the Gehenim is in better off than Tarmoid is because Gehenim. Uh, those who go to Gehenim have a, uh, a tikkun, but Tarmoid has no tikkun. Hadrin Alach Chamesh Asrei Nashim. Okay, we begin the second parak. Mazel Tov. Okay, this is our siyum. This is you know relatives. We got to we got to rejoice in the uh, the siyum. This is not dafyoimi, you know, but we're almost finished. We're almost finished, Yivamas, basically. Once you finish the first parak, we're almost there. Okay. So, Ketzad Eishasachav Shalai HaBailamay. The Mishnah said 14 Arayos. And Erva number 13, excuse me, Erva number 14 was Eishasachav Shalai HaBailamay. Now, why the Masechta first discusses Eishas Achiv Shleya Bailamai before any of the others, that's a valid question. But the Mishnah says like this, Shnei Achim, two brothers, Ruven and Shimon, Umei Sechem Ruven dies, V'noyel Elohem Ach, and after Ruven dies, Levi's born. So Levi was born after Ruven's wife fell on Yibam. So Levi cannot do Yibam to her because he is Eishas Achiv Shleya Haya Bailamai. And then Shimon does Yibam to Eishas Ruvain. As Eishas Achiv, he does Yibam to his brother's wife, Umeis. And now Ruvain dies. Excuse me, now Shimon dies. So now they're both falling to Levi. Harishaina, the first woman, we'll call her the Eishas Achiv Shabbai Lamai, who was an Eishas Achiv Shabbai Lamai from Ruvain's death. Yoitze, she leaves from Levi. Because of the Petor of the second wife, that's the co-wife, because she is Tzara Aserva. Now what if Shimon did not do Yibam to Eishas Ruvain? Let's say he just married her, Midrabanon, by doing Maimar. So now, this Eishas is quasi-married to Shimon. Will she pater the Tzara? She quasi paters the tsara. In other words, you won't do yibum to the tsara, but she will require chalitza. Asaba maimar. If Shimon does maimar to Eishas Ruvain, 
Umeis and Shemay dies, Shnia, the second wife, the Tzara, Chaylatzas, Vlaimis Yabemis. You do Chalitza Terba, you don't do Yibam. You do Chalitza because she's not a full fledged Tzaras Erva, because she's not Mamish the Tzara, because the first woman wasn't really married to Shemayin, but you don't do Yibam because at the end of the day, she was somewhat of a Tzara to an Erva. Now, there are two different texts of this Mishnah. Because the Mishnah says when Shemayin dies, the Rishayna goes out because of Eishazach Shabbai Lamai, and the Shniya is, tzara, is the, her Tzara. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Man detani Rishayna lemishtamish. The one who calls the Eishazach Shabbai Lamai Rishayna is not making a mistake. Man detani Shniya, the one who calls her the second one is not making a mistake either. Lemishtamish. So we would assume the one who calls that woman the second one is making a mistake because she's the woman who's going to patter the tsara. So we would call the erva rishain and the tsara shnia. But there is a mahalach, there is a uh, valid way to read it that the erva is the shnia and the tsara is rishaina. Mandatani rishaina, the one who learned that the erva is called Rishayna Loi Mishtabesh Mai Rishayna. What does it mean Rishayna? Rishayna Lenafila. The first woman to fall. Because she fell to Yibam first before this Tzara is falling to Yibam in round one when Reuben died and she fell to Shemayin. So we'll call her Rishayna because she was the first woman to fall as she fell previously. Uman de Tanishniya, but someone who calls her the second one Loi Mishtabesh. My Shnia, why are we calling her the second one? Shnia Linasuin, because she married Shimon second, because Shimon was already married to a different woman first, and then married the Eishas Achiv Shalai Haibailamai of Levi second. Sigmar asks, why does that have to be the case? Why couldn't it be Shimon married her first and then married another woman? Says the Gemara, Milay Askinon, aren't we speaking the Yibem Ba'achar Kachkanas? First, Shimon did Yibam to Eishas Ruvain, and then he married another woman? So Gemara says, no, that's not why it's, she's called the second one. It's not because Shimon married her second. Elamai Shniya Shniya Benesuin. She's called second because she's on her second marriage. Okay, Rabbi Say, we'll hold it over here. And Be'ezus Hashem, pick it up tomorrow. Shkayach. Anyone have any questions? Chidushim? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.